Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Courts Outside Off Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shevinoff. Welcome, as always, by the one and only Angel Ortega. Lots to talk about this week. Obviously, we got UC Vegas 48, UC Vegas 49, Bells or 274, Bells or 275. As always, feel free to go ahead and go to RogueEngry.com. Use code sound of a check for 10% off of your order. At this point, Will Stavage is a sponsor. Great friend of the show. RogueEngry.com. Code sound off. If you guys want to go ahead and get 10% off. Last Saturday night for the UCA picks in Las Vegas, Nevada, the main event of UC Vegas 48, Jamal Hill knocking out Johnny Walker. Man, he hit him so hard. I literally, like, he literally did a Looney Tunes animation, bro. Like, he put his hands up in the air and he went down hard. And, uh, look, dude, Jamal Hill, obviously, he did have the one fighting against Paul Craig, did not go his way. But outside of that, he's unbeaten. In, inside the UFC. He's now rebounded since how Paul Craig lost with back-to-back knockouts against Jimmy Crew and Johnny Walker, both very respected guys in their own right. What do you think about Jamal Hill getting the job done on Saturday? What do you view him as a prospect moving forward in this light heavyweight division? I mean, I was in shock, man. I didn't think it would end in the first round for one. I thought it was going to be... I, I thought it would be a late finish for either guy. I, I had to pick Johnny Walker. I felt pretty confident with that. I had some... I have a lot of faith in Johnny Walker going into this fight. Uh... I, I obviously knew how good Jamal Hill was, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know if he's at that level yet. You know, that was my big thing. I was like, is he at this level yet? And I'm like, is Johnny Walker finally going to come around in this fight? Is he going to get his shit together? Is he, is he going to give us that finish that, that we've been craving and wanting? And we, we did get a finish. It was just on him. You know, it wasn't on his opponent. <laughs> and, uh, well, with that, man, Johnny, uh, Jamal Hill jumps into the top 10 and I'm impressed, man. But at, at the same time, it's, I still need to see a little bit more. You know, we we need to we need to see what his level's at. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there potential there? One hundred percent. But from here on out, it's you know a lot of multi-dimensional fighters, a lot of talent, and honestly, since John Jones has has left the two of five division, I mean, there's been a lot of talent coming up, Josh, and a lot of good guys uh, showing their abilities and capabilities in this division. And because you see, Jamal Hill is one of those guys who can take that next step and be like, okay, I am a guy who can be championship caliber one day i don't know that yet but i'm i think that's where we're gonna be finding out here in his next two three fights for sure and i think um that paul craig fight is one that i feel like kind of really tainted him for 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 a time you know um paul craig's not bad by any stretch of the imagination we kind of know his level you know he's 34 he's had some you know ups and some downs he's on a great winning streak now but you know he is really rebounded and if there's a way to make people forget your loss, like he did everything and more to have people just forget that he even lost to Paul Craig. Annihilated Jimmy Green. Now he's annihilated Johnny Walker. How far is he going to go in the division? I don't know. Because he's thing is he is 30, but he's improving rapidly. At least it appears so. Um, like even just from coming into the UFC, it would never even show up in like a tender series. He's improved so much to the point where it's like he's just annihilating these dudes. We'll see what happens to them in the future. I do think he has a very bright future in the UC, but, you know, it, it all depends. We're just going to have to go ahead and see how it goes. I think that he is – he's got a lot of potential, man. I'm very intrigued to see where he goes from here because, you know, you take away that Paul Craig fight, he's looked dominant just like every single fight, and he's only getting better, which is the most important part. 
as much as people like to shit on Johnny Walker, dude, I mean, Johnny Walker's never been annihilated like that. Like, yeah, he lost to Corey Anderson, but even then, Corey didn't put him out cold. He lost to Krylov, which is a decision. He lost a super close fight to Santos. But Jamal Hill just went in there and knocked him the fuck out. Like, it was, it was a light, light work for him. So we're going to go and see what happens moving forward. I thought that was just a tremendous, tremendous performance, though. Co-main events, uh, you know, we thought going in was kind of a weird one. It seemed like a fight for Kyle Dawkins to kind of go ahead and get a nice win. And he did. Cash rate about 195. Performance of the night, he submits him in the final second of the round with a Darsh choke. Uh, what do you think about Kyle Dawkins picking up the win? I mean, Josh, I called it. I called this a mission. I called it in the second round. It wasn't in the second round. It was in the first round. So, uh, you know, he beat me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, man, it is what it is. I, I called it. I knew it would be a submission finish, too. I, I'm just – I'm very happy about this pick because it had been a while since I'd given a, an exact prediction. And, I mean, it wasn't ex- perfect. I was a round off. But it was – and it's crazy, man, because he – honestly, if he can't get his arm out of there, he probably makes it into the next round. Mm. It's pretty wild. Uh, and it was, it, it was in deep, man. Obviously, we understand why he, he, you know, he tapped. Nothing wrong with that, right? He's just, mm-hmm. uh, being smart. But, uh, I mean, good performance out of him, man. We know, we know his talent on the ground. Uh, we need to keep seeing him grow. Uh, he looked really good in that fight. I, I think, uh, there's still a lot of potential for him. What his level is, I don't know, man. I, 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 I think he could be a ranked guy at some point, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know yet. I don't know. I think he's a, he's still a big question mark. He's a young talent though. Mm-hmm. For sure. I feel like obviously he's been overshadowed a bit by his brother, but still he's, he's good, man. Only 28 years old. Um, only lost in UC to Brendan Allen and Phil Haas. And this is a light, light work for him. Obviously, did you see the reason why Jimmy Pickett tapped? He kind of gave like an explanation. Uh, I, I remember hearing the reason. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. He got, whenever the choke got sunk in, he had his, uh, tongue between his teeth. So he felt like his tongue, he was about to have like his tongue like bite, like bit off. Fuck, man. Yeah, same thing happened to Jim Miller a couple years ago when he fought Nate Diaz. So That's it's scary. a rough position to be Yeah, it's a rough position to be in. So I saw some people giving him shit for that. Maybe don't go ahead and do that. There's no shame in tapping. Um, regardless, man. You, you know, uh, all these guys on the internet are about to be like, I black out before I tap out, though, Josh. <laughs> oh, yeah, like that one dude is talking to Joe Rogan. Like that, <laughs> remember yeah, that, that shit? That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. Um. Yeah. There's no shame in tapping. I feel like you know all these. Like, you know all these white belts, Josh, who are taking their first class are gonna call them bid. <laughs> dude, what do you mean? These two. A lot. I feel like most people saying that did never ever done any sort of grappling. They never Josh, done anything. They're before. probably part of the Gracie online. Whatever. What is it called, Josh? Gracie University, Angel. Gracie University. They're probably the Gracie University online class of jujitsu. Angel, I'm a I'm a blue belt under Gracie University. All right. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll tap you out, bro. I'll tap you out. Uh, you didn't tap um, Nate out. <laughs> Oh, in my defense, I did not. He's so much longer than I thought he was. He, Josh, he, Josh is like it was no gi. I didn't, you know, I wasn't. It was no gi. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. I I need a rematch. I need a rematch. In gi. In, in gi. gi. All right. <laughs> Kick this. Kickboxing rules, okay. <laughs> uh, regardless, though. Yeah, dude. Shadow Kyle Dog is getting a nice win. You know, this card, bit of a weird one, uh, you know, structurally wise, but, uh, so what are some of the other cards you're looking to talk about down, down, you know, down the ballot? I mean, Josh, we're going to highlight the man who wants to make it to UFC 300, Jim Miller. He does it again, Josh. I picked him on my MMA verdict, by the way. I picked a submission. I didn't have him by finish, but, uh, you know, just, just to say exactly what I had. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, 
I picked it in the second round. I was right about the second round. I just wasn't right about how it would end. Uh, Josh, I mean, they, they're really matching him up well against these kind of like young guys who need a good, need a tough fighter who's on the old, like on the older end, but it's not an easy fight by any means. Like they are really giving him these proper matches to keep him around and entertaining. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, you know, Nicholas Mata was, some of these guys are like prospects, and some of them are. Like, for example, whenever you see like Arlovsky fighting guys, half of the time they're prospects, and half the time they're just guys that they need to give a fight to. For example, Eric Gonzalez was not a prospect by any means, you know? He's 30. So whenever Miller knocked him out, I was like, oh, that was very surprising. Nicholas Mata is a legit prospect. He had a nice run in CFFC. He's 12 and 3 coming in. I think he's like 28, I think. So he was a legitimate prospect. Jim Miller made light work of him, dude. Um, knocked him the fuck out. So, I mean, look, man, full props to Jim Miller. I really, I've said before, I do think he's going to make it, dude. Make it UC 300, you know. He's only he's 38 years old, but the way that he's fighting, he's still fighting at a pretty damn good level. I mean, I expect him to make it. In his next fight, he wants to fight the winner of Joe Lozon and Cowboy Cerrone. So either that would be a rematch with Cowboy or Trilogy against Joe. So I I love that match, maybe. You know, maybe throw him an old veteran after fighting, after fighting you know, a prospect, you know? Um, I like that matchup. But I feel like there's kind of like a big story that we got to talk about coming out of this one. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Jamal Hoop got a nice one. Kyle Dawkins got a nice one. Jim Miller. Dale Brown of Dust <laughs> is an undefeated MMA coach. Detroit Urban Survival Training, Josh, coming your Detroit way. Detroit Urban Survival Training. Championship only. Uh, Joaquin, he's in the corner of Joaquin Buckley. They announced it during fight week that he's going to be in the corner, and he defeats Abdul Hazak al-Hassan. The battle of two of the greatest knockout artists in the UFC goes to a split decision. First of all, jokes aside, did you have Joaquin Buckley winning that? No. You didn't? No, I did not. I thought Hassan won the last round. Yeah, that's kind of... Uh, yeah, I'm, oh, on, wait, I'm on the still a banger though. Still a banger. I can't be. It was a banger, but I felt bad. I didn't feel bad. Um, yes, you did. That was a rough, that was a rough, I mean, I don't have any issue with Buckley winning it, but I did have a song winning it. But yeah. I mean, look, the only reason it wasn't mad, Josh, is because those guys fought their fucking asses off. Because at the end yeah. of that, when the camera pans out and it's overhead, and those two guys are laying side by side, gas the fuck out. And granted, it's not because of their conditioning. It's just, and it, to an extent, it is because of their body types. Because they're both really muscular dudes. Uh. And especially uh, Hassan, dude. I mean, he's fucking. He is a he's a beefcake, dude. And they're <laughs> here just laying down in complete and fucking other exhaustion. That is two guys who gave it their fucking all. He's, he's a beefcake, dude. Um, I thought that was like great analysis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, I I was shocked this did not win fight of the night. Honestly, we got uh, fight of the night. If you nobody, know. they didn't give out a fight of the night. Oh, that's bullshit. That is bullshit. That, I hope that that or another fight that I'll mention in a second. Uh, yeah, I hope Al-Hassan does not get released after this. He's, no, he shouldn't. He's, yeah, he's lost four of his last five, but... Fuck. Dude's had a rough ride. Hey, man, know? is Sam Alvey still around? Al-Hassan can still be around. That's actually really good matchmaking. Oh, they could do that, couldn't they? <laughs> Holy shit, you're right at 185. I forgot Sam cuts down. Damn, that's a hard fight for Sam, though. <laughs> That'd be a tough one. That'd be a tough one. Um, Josh, but the real story, Josh, is not that. The real story, I'm going to give it to you right now, Josh. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go ahead. The real story is David Onama coming in on short notice, making weight, and knocking out Gabriel Benitez, Josh, 
in the first round after being hurt. Josh, this man got a fight of the night. I think he got a, it wasn't a fight of the night of bonus, but I think uh, it was like, performance of the night. Performance of the night. He got 30% of uh, Benitez's purse, plus his fighter pay. Easy fucking money, dude. That's Easy dope. fucking money. First, uh, first fighter representing Uganda in the UFC, I believe. At a glory's very own. Shout out, James Krause. Yeah, shout out David Onamadu. That was a nice performance. Um, Gabriel Benitez is no punk, and he got blasted out of there. He did miss weight, though, so. He did miss weight, so it's hard to feel bad for him. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so. Dude, you, that was your highlight. I gotta go ahead and give mine. You know? There's a lot of stories to go around. 36 year old Parker Porter <laughs> is on a three fight winning streak in the UFC. <laughs> 30, he was fucking 35 years old when he got signed. He was, he was about as low of a, at one point he was five and four. <laughs> he's now 12 and six. Look, he's, he's only fought on fight nights. He's not, I mean, he did find a pay per view. But that was like a pandemic pay-per-view, so he still fought at the Apex. Every single fight he's had has been at the Apex. And this dude is just – it's such a – it's like a stupid story, but I love it, dude. I really do. Just watching this dude who nobody expected to make a big show. And he's just putting a nice little win together, dude. He's putting a nice little win, win streak together. His only loss was to um, – oh, man. Prospect that I can't remember. It was Chris Dawkins back. Chris yeah, Dawkins. So – um. Yeah, man, full, full props, dude. Um, that was a banger, too. It was a banger, so, yeah. And, I mean, look, dude, I love his story. I really do. I mean, to be to be this age and putting together a nice run, eh, whenever nobody expected. I mean, I did fuck, dude. Like, he was a regional guy that just got picked up. Like, and I, uh, during that pandemic era, they are pretty much signing anybody. A lot of dudes washed out. He's not a guy that's washed out. He debuted on nine days' notice because they just needed a body. The refight <laughs> winning streak. Like, I love to see it, dude. I really do love to see it. Um, you know, down the card, I'm going to hold to talk about. Shout out uh, Chaz Skelly. Um, I believe this was his retirement fight. He may have said it was going to be. He was really? thinking about it. He knocked out Mark Striegel, and he also knocked out, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Keith Peterson. I saw that shit, dude. That shit was terrifying. Yeah, it was It was rough, man. I was like, damn, that is a... Uh... He went out, bro. He went out. Yeah, it was rough, dude. It was real rough. Um, you know, <laughs> shout out him though, getting a nice win. Uh, you know, down the card, my my girl Diana Bilbita did lose. Thought she won that one, but Gloria DePaul picking up a nice win. Um, Stephanie Egger upsetting Jessica Rose Clark via armbar. Didn't see that one coming. Um, you know, it was an all right fight night. It was an all right fight night. I'm personally way more excited for the one this weekend though. Uh, UC Vegas 49 from the UC Apex. Once again, Las Vegas, Nevada. You guys know the deal. Islam Mahashev taking on Bobby King Green. Obviously, we kind of talked about this one a little bit last week, or it could have been the week before. Um, obviously, Bobby Green took this fight on 10 days' notice. Um, he fought a couple, earlier this month, and he's going to be making the trip to the Octagon once again. His first ever UFC main event. He has not made events at a card since his days back in King of the Cage. Um, and it's it's going to be a 160-pound catch weight bout. A lot of people have kind of given Bobby Green more of a chance uh, <laughs> compared to how they were talking about the Benil Daryush fight. I've seen some people saying, like, you know what, dude? You never know. 
Um, what do you think about this main event? Do you give Bobby Green any chance in Saturday Night's main event? Look, I'm, I'm going to get into it here real quick and in a second. But look, for Bobby Green, Josh, this is absolutely the best-case scenario he could be having at this moment in his career, right? It's the highest reward for the smallest of risk. You know what I mean? He gets the opportunity to come in last second, make weight. Doesn't have to cut. Doesn't have to cut down to 155. Gets gets spared five pounds, right? One pound over if he weighs in at 161. And uh, he is put in a position where if he wants to fight Josh, dude, we're looking at a potential Bobby Green, you know, getting a chance at a title after that. You know, like not right after that, but. You know, maybe a fight or two after, right? No, I think if, I think if he wins, is when he gets it's a title. That's a it was a title eliminator bout before. So oh, I still is. Okay. Yeah, you got to look at the way the division's going. So who knows? Okay, okay, respect. No, I'll respect that too. No, I'll agree with that. Fuck it. And uh, uh, yeah, no, literally, like like best case scenario for 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 a guy at this point in his career, right? Literally, the best case scenario, he wasn't gonna break in the top fifteen anytime real soon. Let's be honest, Josh, right? Like it's just a fact. If he did, it was gonna, it was gonna probably, it's still gonna take, it's probably gonna take three fights, in my opinion. Maybe two with good luck, if I'm being honest. Just, just with the way how much talent there is, how much guys, uh, with the guys that are outside of the top 15 who are also on their way up, like, it was gonna be hard. And obviously with a lot of ships coming in and a lot of these guys being scared of the fight, he was gonna be in a tough position to be in the top five anytime soon. You know what I mean? Mm. So literally, it is, is beyond amazing for him. He finds himself here. Does he get it done, Josh? I don't think he does, which is which is just a fact. Let's be honest. Uh, I think on the feet, maybe he'll give some trouble. Maybe there'll be a few looks, but he's not going to wow. I, I think I, you know something. A lot of people are saying submission, Josh. I wouldn't be surprised if Islam finished it on the feet. Mm. I'm going to be honest with you. It's more likely to finish on the ground, but I would I'm just say maybe maybe like a head kick or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened like that. Am I calling it? No, I'm not going to call it, but I'm, I'm just saying it, it wouldn't be something that'd be out of the norm. I think it's a, it's, it's a potential option. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I can see that happening. Um, I, I, here's the way I see this going. Um, they, they are, I understand all the hype for Bobby Green. I could not be happier for this dude. I've been a fan of Bobby King Green for a long time. I remember, like, all the way back in the day, him fighting Dustin Poirier because they had a lot of beef going into the fight at 199. He was talking mad shit, and he got knocked out, like, badly. But I still thought, damn, like, that that's a fun guy, you know, because I, I wasn't super into MMA at that point. Um, I became a fan, you know, and seeing him all these years later, he's 35, finally getting his first UFC main event, you'd love to see it. And I, I do see people that are like, you know what, maybe Bobby can pull off a win, you know. He's kind of one of the pandemic stars, I kind of I kind of put it. Like, he, he put on a lot of fights at the Apex that were absolute bangers. He was always talking shit. Whenever Bobby Green, Angel, you know, you know, whenever the pandemic was going on at the Apex, whenever you saw Bobby Green fighting the card, like, oh, shit. Hell yeah, dude. Bobby Green comes to fight. You're going to hear him talking shit. It was always, it was an experience, dude. Um, so I, I love that he's getting his main event. However, this is not a dumb camp. Yeah, I'm, you remember whenever Ally Quinta fought Habib, and there were some people like, "Oh, maybe Al can do it." You know, he's he's got he's got power. You know, maybe I could see him landing something. Yada yada yada. Um, th- you know what they did? They immediately took him down. They were not fucking around. Like this is not they're not this is not a dumb camp. You know, um, I see him going out. I see him immediately taking Bobby Green down. I mean, I, maybe I'm Bobby Green's an underrated defensive wrestler. But he's not, like, I don't know, like, he's not some insane, he's not some insane guy. You know what I mean? When it comes to, like, his stats as far as 
granted, he hasn't faced a wrestler in a long time, so maybe I'm just like, you know. Um, regardless, his, his takedown defense is 72%, but regardless, he's not facing, you know, fucking Tiago Moises. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're <laughs> he's right. he's an absolute beast. So, I'm expecting him to get taken down. I think he's probably going to make it a couple rounds, but I am expecting Islam Makachev to get a, a late finish in this one. Um, I do like the main event, though. I'm very happy for Bobby Green, and the winner of this, I think, should get a title shot. Um, I'll be honest, and it sounds fucked up to say, I do rate, like, his... I do give him a better shot than I gave Benil Daryush. Which sucks, but just, like, style-wise, I love Benny. He's not going to land that big knockout punch. I really didn't think he was going to. Um, but regardless, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, co-main event is a... I don't want to say a rough one, but a weird one, you know? Um, Misha Serkinov, been in the UC for, fuck, dude, a while now, seven, eight years. Um, moved down to middleweight last time out, taking on Christoph Jocko. He lost me a split decision, but, you know, shit happens. Taking on Wellington Terman, who, you know, he's all right. You know, he's he's two and three in the UC, I believe. Last five was a split decision win over Sam Alvey, which I thought he lost. Um he had, like, two points deducted because he kept on poking Sam in the eye. But regardless, you know, uh, weird co-main event, but who do you got in this one, my man? You know, I had a lot of hope for Misha Serkinov. I think he was back – it must have been after the Jimmy Crute win in 2019. I thought he was going to really start piling in the wins. He gets a good put against Ryan Spann. I didn't – I don't think I picked Ryan Spann in that. Actually, I think I might have picked against Ryan Spann at the time. Uh, but for what it's worth, Misha Serkinov's never last – to a bad fighter, in my opinion. Because all his losses are literally guys who are in the top, I think, 10 outside of Ryan Spann and Christoph Jocko in their respective, well, not anymore for Johnny Walker, but over to Sarah, Wilkin Ozemir, Ryan Spann, Christoph Jocko. I mean, these are all guys who are, like, right up there in their designated weight classes, right? Like, no no bad fighter, and he, and he has good wins over guys like Patrick Cummings, Jimmy Crew, Nikita Krylov, uh... You know, some, some, you know, more notable names, uh, Kutalaba, you know. I, I don't think he's going to lose to a guy like Wellington Terman who goes to a split decision against Sam Alvey. You know what I mean? Granted, mm-hmm. though, the split decision was because of the pokes, but still. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I still like Misha Serkinov. Um, at one point, I thought he was one of the brighter prospects at 205, which kind of says a lot about, like, how the division was back in the day, but, um, and then that was all before Vulcan booped him. That's that's what I called it. Called I'm not sure if you remember, I'm not sure if you remember that knockout. Just I mean that's really what it was. It was like a boot punch. It looked like he barely hit him, and he went out cold. Um, just because it was like on the ear, and it was like a weird angle and shit. It looked funny, but yeah, he's 34 now. I'm just gonna go and say it. I I think he's gonna beat Wellington Terman. I'm not really. Worried. I think this is kind of a weird matchup because it's you know. I get I wouldn't be surprised if Wellington pulled it off, but I feel like this is kind of like a guy that like he's 25. I think we kind of know his level. Um, he's 25 and I generally give a lot of guys like a lot of time whenever they're that young, but like he's shown no real, like, dude, I mean, Sam Alvey in 2022, you should not be going to, to a split decision with. And I thought he lost that one. Like, I mean, I'm, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm sure you're on the same page. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So regardless, man, uh, moving on down the card, you know, there's a lot of stuff we can go and point out. We'll just go and go and take it to the real Coleman event. The only reason why I'm pretty sure this one's not the Coleman event is because Joel Alvarez might miss weight. Uh-huh. Um, hey, there's the factors into that, though. There's factors into that. For sure. But two of the greatest prospects of lightweight. In fact, I'd say the two greatest of lightweight. 
uh, Alvarez is 28, Armand Sarukian is 25. Uh, Armand's ranked number 13. Joel Alvarez was taken out of the rankings, but, you know, he, he used to be ranked at 15. Um, dude, these two guys are fucking gamers, dude. I, I've been on the Armand Sarukian trade for a long time, ever since he fought uh, Makachev on, like, two weeks' notice. Nearly beat him. Fight of the night. And, uh, dude, I, I love both these guys. And I hate they're fighting each other, but I get Same. why they're doing it. Um, I get why they're doing it, for sure. It has to happen, Josh. It does. And it's going to be the best fight of the weekend, by far, at least in my opinion. Uh, wh- go ahead and give me your thoughts on this. Matter. You might be wrong, because there's another one on this card that I think could be it. Well, what one could you give? What, which one could you see giving it a run for his money? Oh, Ignacio Bahamondes versus my boys Drew Wrong, dude. Both young, oh. 155 prospects as well. Not ranked. Not as high as these guys yet, but could be one day. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll, I can we'll, see that. We'll rally back. We'll rally back. Oh, man, Josh, I am so excited for this bout. I mean, Joel Alvarez, dude, fucking six foot three, fights at one fifty five, chops off a leg to make uh, one fifty five uh, from Spain with a very crafty jujitsu game for being such a tall guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, very hard on the ground, dangerous in the close range, great elbows. Uh, only losses Demir as a Magulov, which another guy at this division who's just a fucking killer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, he's a, a very talented individual. Hopefully, he makes weight. That was, it's been an issue recently, but I think that's because it was during the pandemic. You know, flights and shit. I think he. I don't know if he fought on the island. Might be wrong. Regardless, though, there is some factors there. Yeah, because I was one of the. Yeah, he fought on one of the Habib and Gaethje cards, and. uh the other ones are in the eight. So, you know, there, there's factors, right? You know, we're not going to – maybe we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Hopefully this time around, though, he makes weight and he's able to give, give a good performance. Both these guys are because, honestly, I mean, Josh, I really want to see the best out of these two guys in this fight because I want to see who that clear number one prospect is on the way up after this fight. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, I'll i give you credit. I think the Zurong fight could give it a run for its money, but – I, you know, you know my opinions on Armand Saruki and, and Joel Alvarez. I think those two guys are absolute fucking gamers, dude. I'm so hyped for that matchup. But dude, well, there's I, a I, reason they're fighting. There's a reason they're fighting. There's yeah. a reason they're ranked and why they're above on the card. And the and the other guys are are coming up. I mean, I think Zuru Wong's like twenty twenty one. Ignacio's like what twenty three, twenty four, maybe twenty five, twenty four. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and there's not like a crazy age difference because Armand's real young too, and Joel's only what like twenty eight. So yeah. It, it but still they are. Both guys, both those matchups are at very different points in their careers. True, true. Very different, very different places. Um, you know, as far as the rest of this card goes, man, there's a couple of other fights I am a big fan of. Um, Ji Yeon Kim taking on Priscilla Cachoeira. I'm surprised Cachoeira is getting another run. I'm going to be honest, dude. I was a fan of her, actually, before the whole, um, you know, Attempted lobotomy on fucking Jillian Robertson, dude. Like, she stuck, like, she, did you see that eye poke? I did. Yeah, fucking eye poked the shit out of that poor girl, dude. So I'm surprised she's getting another run. I mean, at least her fights are somewhat entertaining. She always comes with swing and bang, but, and so does GE on Kim, but I don't know, man. I'm not sure I feel about her coming back. Um, Terrence McKinney taking off Varys DM. Uh, Terrence McKinney, obviously owner of the fastest lightweight knockout in history back uh, last year in like something like seven seconds against Matt Frivola, so that was a nice knockout. And he obviously has a crazy story. Obviously, he like I want to say like he overdosed and died at one point, or I don't remember the exact story. He got arrested and freaked out. Um, yeah, regardless, a very inspirational story, and he's coming back. Very fun prospect. Still pretty young, if I remember correctly. 
Uh, Jin Yu Fry, former Invicta champion, taking on Hannah Goldie, Angel's favorite fighter. Uh, that should be a fun one uh, down at Women's Strawweight. Uh, <laughs> and then the, kind of the last one I'm going to go into, give you some shine to, Ramzi, I'm not sure you pronounce this kid's name, Ramiz Bramage, I think. We'll roll with it. Um, taking on Michael Gilmore. I am, look, should Michael Gilmore be in the UC? Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> Probably not, you know. Um, he's six and four. He's lost his last two via just p- brutal fashion. But if you guys remember correctly, which I'm sure you guys didn't, because I doubt anybody actually watched the fucking Ultimate Fighter. I'm pretty sure all the viewership came from me and Angel. Um, he came in on the show on short notice. You know, he left his job to go to the show. He, he lost badly to Gilbert Urena. Uh, and then he fought Andre uh, Petrosky, who was kind of like viewed as kind of like one of the top guys on that show. Great prospect. He got annihilated. So he's still getting another shot. I'm assuming they signed to a three-fight deal, so maybe even get another one after this. It's going to be a tough fight for him, but, dude, I'm happy he's in the show. I'm, I'm happy he's in the big show. I'm happy he's in the UFC. Um, is there any other fights you kind of want to touch on give your thoughts on? I mean, I got to call out uh, Minnie Tyson, bro. Josie Nunes, bro. Last time out, dude, I don't know if you remember her fight, but she fought Bay Malecki, and she put Bay Malecki oh. out, bro, which I'm pretty sure Bay Malecki came out of, and I think she's having, like, some hell shit going on. I might be wrong. I might be another different person. But, uh... Yeah, dude, she, she, in, in, uh, you saw her, dude. She's 5'2, she fights at Bantamweight, and she's a fucking killer, dude. She's put a lot of people out. Her only loss is to one Talia Santos back in 2013, Josh. Believe it or not. Damn. She's 8 and 1 right now. Uh, she has a short, uh, her opponent's coming in on short notice. She was supposed to fight someone else, some other person making their debut in the UFC. Uh, yeah, good luck to her opponent. They're fighting at 145, obviously, because of the opponent change. Uh, it's about Wizard Richard's schedule 135, but we got the change. And there's one more person I want to highlight, dude. Open up the card. Victor Altamirano. Altamirano? Altamirano? He, uh, he came off the contender series, man. He had a fight that went to the split decision that a lot of people thought he lost. But it was a really close fight. They thought his opponent should have won and should have got signed. In the end, they both got signed in, so it didn't matter. But now he's going to be fighting the UFC. He seems like a well-rounded guy, southpaw, he's a tough kid. Uh, no, definitely, Josh, get, turn on your – as soon as the, the card starts, get on and watch that shit, man. You're going to like him. For sure, for sure, I will. Yeah, dude, nice chat with Jordan Nunes. She looked like a fucking beast last time. Um, actually, did not know that was like her one loss. So, yeah, you, you did some fucking nice-ass features. You came, you came to play this week, Angel. Full problem. Dude, I come, I come to fucking play every week, Josh. <laughs> like I told you, Josh, we'd be talking about KSW. And fucking Titan FC if I would be able to do this all the time. <laughs> I, I love it, dude. I love it. Uh, so might as well keep your cap on because we're going to be talking about some Bellator. Uh, Bellator last week and Bellator this week. Obviously, you know, a lot bigger of a card this week than last week. But we're always still got to go ahead and re- hit the recap. Bellator 274, the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncal, Connecticut. Uh, last Saturday night, obviously. Logan Storley, Neiman Gracie, very close fight. Uh, Logan Storey defeating Neiman Gracie via unanimous decision, um, 48-47, 50, 45-59, excuse me, 48-47, 50-45, were the scorecards. Uh, you know, Logan Storey kind of continuing his path in this division as being like the only guy who's given Yaroslav Amosov any problems, and he keeps on taking down some of these, you know, top contenders like himself, uh, now ranked at number four in the World 3 division. What are your thoughts on his win? What are your thoughts about what might be next for him in the 170-pound division? 
I mean, he's not far from getting back in that title shot picture. I mean, he's he's right there. He can definitely get there. Uh, you know, like I told you, Josh, I did end up missing this one. I did get to see like bits and glimpses, but I didn't get to watch the whole fight in its entirety. But I heard he had a lot of success in the stand up, which I was surprised about. Mm-hmm. I thought that was not going to be the case. I actually thought Neiman was going to be the better one in the stand up. Uh, credit to Logan, man. I mean, definitely got to keep evolving after his. You know, I, 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 people give him shit about that performance against uh, Dante Shiro, but dude, you got to give Dante Shiro some credit too. Dante Shiro is one tough son of a bitch, man. Like he did not give up in that fight like he you know he, he might be eight and three you might not know him i look regardless you got to give credit to the opponent too because just because you doesn't know him doesn't mean he doesn't have a good chance of being a high level guy yes he had some losses coming in before that but he was on a two fight winning streak that were they came by finish leading into that fight uh so i think people give look too much into that dante shiro fight sometimes you have those guys who for some reason they give you a little little bit more of a difficult time even though you're maybe a higher level guy than them or a little difficult i mean shit Mayweather said that his toughest fight was against uh what's his name uh uh what's his uh Emmanuel Augustus Emmanuel Augustus I say Augustus to, yes I say Augustus to burn wrong guy <laughs> <laughs> but you know you know what I mean you know there's there's always those guys who who can give you some trouble mm-hmm. yeah of course and that's the case for like every single great fighter has that one guy that for whatever reason they just give him problems um I have a, I have a theory still waiting to see. You know, what what happens with the Masvidal fight? I really do think that uh, Colby Covington might be that guy for Kamaru Usman. Um, that, that's going to be controversial because everybody thinks that Colby's like fucking pound for pound number four, whatever the fuck, because he had two close fights with them. But we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, man, that's that's the same case for a lot of great fighters. So I personally, I'm on the same page. I didn't take a whole lot away from that one. And this Neiman Gracie fight just showed why you shouldn't take a whole lot away from it. Neiman Gracie is a gamer, dude. He's been in Belgium for a long time now. He just recently re-upped his contract, I believe, with them. Um, he went off a nice win, and he, you know, it was. I thought some of the scorecards a little bit wonky. I don't remember what exactly I had it. I know it wasn't 55. I think I had a 48-47 or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, dude, some of the scorecards a little bit wacky, but overall, it was a great fight, dude. I, I did, was surprised that he went ahead and had as much success in the stand-up as he did, but dude, great fight by Storley. I still want to see him versus Amasov somewhere down the line. I want to see a rematch with five rounds. I'd be very, very excited to see that, but obviously Yaroslav Amasov has some business to take care of. He's going to have to go ahead and fight Michael Page, Beltor London, which, by the way, have you have you seen that card? What's it looking up to be? No, is it, look, is it looking fucking good? Holy shit, dude. It's looking like it's going to be... It's, Bel, it's Beltor's version of, like, a Bellator like, 200 card. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and run it down to you right now. Yaroslav Amasov versus Michael Page, Douglas Lima versus Jason Jackson, Leota Machida versus Fabian Edwards, uh, Denise Hillholz versus Kana Watsubi, uh, Daniel Vitor versus Rob uh, Whiteford, Paul Daly versus Andre Korshkov. Um, yeah, I mean, it's looking like a fucking phenomenal card. Uh, enough, it's, I've heard there's going to be other fights that are going to be added to it, too, as well. That's, that's a banger. That's actually crazy, and they're only going to add more to it. It can only yeah. get better, so, which is that's terrifying. Yeah, that's going to be Paul Daly's final fight, you know. And speaking of Andre Korshkov, he's in the co-main event here, defeating Chance for Couch over here, spinning body cock, spinning body kick, 30 seconds. Spinning chance. body cock, holy fuck, Josh. I meant, I've never I heard meant, of that maneuver. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> yes, body cock, 38 seconds in, um, he finished him and now added to the Beltro London card. However, what is going to ask... And I mixed up my words. Angel, did you see the injuries that Cancer Counselor had? Oh, yeah. He broke multiple ribs, right? 
he broke like four ribs and something else. He broke. Did he puncture? Did he puncture his lung too? Like, it, I think it was four broken ribs and a punctured lung. Yeah, no, that's fucking terrifying. You know, on ESPN, you know, the highlight was Jamal Hill knocking out Johnny Walker. It really should have been Andre Korshkov putting out a homeboy. Like it was, uh, that was sickening, dude. I saw that replay and I was like, holy shit, that is bad. You know how you look at something sometimes? You're like, yeah, that's bad. That was bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was my reaction against that or to that. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was fucking roughed. Um, it was like, that much damn. That was like you remember whenever um Jamal Hill knocked out uh fucking I can't I literally just forgot the kid's name the Australian kid Jimmy Crew in like thirty thirty five seconds and we were like holy shit the damage that came out of that like he broke his orbital and broke like tons of shit in his face yeah. this is like the body version of that like yes. this is the Bellator version yeah um, you're not even wrong might be see, worse honestly to an extent arguably yeah dude shout out Andre Korshkov still a monster I could not believe he was only ranked number nine going into that fight. Hey man, he he's another guy that we can't sleep on. He could find himself in a title position too, or title contending position too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see it happening, dude. I could see it happening. Um, he's fucking phenomenal. I expect him to fight his way back to the title at some point. He's not. He you know, former Bellator uh, welterweight champion. Last time he fought for the title was in. He hasn't fought for it since he actually lost it. That's surprising to me. Um, when he lost it to Lima back in 2016. So we'll see what happens. Uh, he's still, he's younger than you expect. He's 31. He's an old 31 though, but still yeah. clearly at the top of his game. Um, yeah, dude, him versus Paul Davis is going to be a banger. That's going to, that's Temtex's Texas final fight. So what a fucking way to go out, dude. No better retirement fight than that one. Yeah. No, as far as the rest no, of the card goes, uh, what are some of the other fights you want to go and highlight? Uh, you know, let me scroll down. Let me, let me see what I got going on here. You know, there was, I heard there's some crazy shit that happened on the card with, uh, uh, with the retirement that Bobby King fight. Did you hear about that? No, I did not know about this. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to give like a very crappy version of this, but essentially, I don't know if there was an eye poke or there was some sort of something that caused the fight to pause and they wanted to ask his opponent if he can continue. Hmm. The opponent pretended not to know English and <sighs> therefore this delayed the fight, therefore giving him an unfair advantage at which point uh, I don't know who it was, but I think it was one of the, one of the, uh, organizers, uh, the, not the organizer, but, uh, like the, the equivalent of Sean Shelby for the UFC for Bellator went out and got the father because the father knows English and they used him to translate. And essentially they were like, yeah, fuck you. You're, you're, you, they asked him if he could fight. He wasn't responding in, in any way. And they, uh, they, they took it as retirement and he gave the win to Bobby King. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds fucking crazy. Um, that's a, that's some only happens in Bellator shit. You know what I mean? Um, actually, I just looked it up. Apparently, in his in his loss in the Bobby King fight, uh, Aviv Gazzola, his opponent, apparently he got really fucked up. He tore his ACL and broke his ankle. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that's rough, man. That's rough. Um, I think that's what they were trying to ask him if he could continue. Yeah. So fair enough. Fair enough. Um. Looking on down the card, man, I mean, Davion Franklin, split decision one. I thought he clearly won that one. That split was fucking strange to me. They had some weird judging on Bellator this it, night. It, it's Bellator, Josh. It always happens in Bellator. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that was a – couldn't fucking even – Jesus. Um, anyway, yeah, so obviously I had to pick a lot again, a nice win as well. 
Big story to me, obviously, Brendan Ward taking on Brandon Bell. This was always set up for Brendan Ward to get a nice win. Obviously, I talked about his story last week. You know, he had a really fucked up, like, life, I guess. Like, he, he was a, obviously an addict. He's been out of the cage for five years, man. And he came back, and obviously, it was kind of like, you know, it was a, it was a layup. The guy was 10 and 10, you know? He dog walked this man. He beat the piss out of him. Like, he, he saved up five years worth of energy for this fight, dude. Like, it was rough to watch. But regardless, still, at the end of the day, shout out Brennan Ward, man. Couldn't be happier for him getting back into the win column. Um, yeah, man, couldn't be happier for him. This Bell 275, though, pretty nice card. Very good fight. Uh, taking place in the three arena from Dublin, Ireland. Bell 275 this Friday, the 25th of February. Main event, Gegard Mousasi. I mean, at this point, one of the greatest pound-for-pound fighters on the planet, at least in regards to, you know, middleweight. Um, dude, he obviously regained the title. He lost it to Rafael Lovato Jr., obviously such a terrible situation with him, having to retire due to, I believe, brain issues. He fought his way back. He beat Lima for the vacant title, defended against John Salter, and now he's taking on Mr. Van Zant. And, and this is his opportunity to kind of, it sounds weird, uh, come out from behind his wife's shadow, kind of, to a degree. Um, he's 11-0, Austin Vanderford is. Great, great grappler. And just a guy's a fucking gamer, dude. I mean, I was shocked whenever the Contender Series didn't pick him up uh, back in, that was 2018. I was shocked they did not pick him up. By the and way, have you looked at that card? Like, that Contender Series card to see who was on that? No. There's a lot of names on there. I'll run some down for you real quick. Macy okay. Barber, uh, this other guy whose name I cannot fucking pronounce that I sent you a while back, who's like eight and zero now, or I think he might have lost one fight after that. You know, you know the name. I've definitely and Edmund Shabazian. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, so they they had some names on there. Uh, some people that were surprised they didn't pick up, but oh, Vince that, Morales is on there too. Yeah, and Vince Morales, yes, that was he lost though. So yeah, but still. The couple of names there that we've seen around now, and other names they haven't picked up, and look at where he's at now. Yeah, dude. Um, overall, awesome man. Well, it looks like things worked out for him though. Um, booing to Bellator, and now he's fighting for other world title. Do you think he can pull off the upset on Saturday? I think he has the he has the skill set to do it. Yes. I am not sure about that yet. I haven't seen. Look, I'm gonna be 100 honest. With you. I haven't seen a lot of Aston Vanderford in in my time now that we've been you know focusing more on Bellator and all that. But from what I hear, he has a lot of tools that could give Gegard some difficulty. And also, Gegard's getting older, Josh. You know, he's slowed That's down. True. We've seen it. We've seen it in his last fight. I'll put it like this: Do not be surprised if on Friday we see Austin Vanderford hold that title. That's kind of where I am, too. I think, you know, he's 36 years old. But Gegard's about the oldest 36 you can imagine in regards to, like, his fights. Oh, yeah. He has 57 MMA fights. He has 13 amateur boxing matches. And he has eight kickboxing matches. That is insane. Um, Yeah, dude. He's obviously only 36, but fuck, man. That is so much mileage. I mean, this is, this is going to be number 58 here, man, and it's <laughs> it's not going to get easier, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. And, I mean, look, full credit to him. 
Um, he's still great. He's obviously still the Bellator middleweight champion. And it was a nice win over John Salter last time out. I think that you kind of have seen he, him, like he has slowed down, which is fine. I mean, he's getting up there in age. I mean, whenever he lost Rafael Lovato Jr., that was a pretty big, like, upset. Um, but it happened. And the Machida fight where he rematched him, I thought he clearly lost that one. He's had some, you know, he's had, he's had some lucky, some lucky draws, uh, in his Bellator run. Um, I am not going to pick Austin Vanderford. I'm going to pick Gegard to retain. I think it's going to be fucking close, though, man. I think it's, it's, it's a, a hesitant. It's a hesitant pick. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I I could easily see him pulling out the upset, and I will not be surprised in the slightest if he pulls off the upset win. Because, you know, and it's unfortunate because it's not – I made the joke that, like, obviously, Mr. Van Zandt. But, like, Paige Van Zandt, I'm, I'm sure they're happy. You know, good for them. Um, but dude, I feel like his career's kind of like taking a hit in regards of being like an actually seen as a competitor, partially because of that. And again, it's neither one of their fault, but like, he's fucking good, man. Like, he's really, really good. And I'm not sure how long it's gonna take for him. And I think this is kind of the fight to show that he is that good. It's time um, thought. You gotta, you it, gotta do it. Exactly. So, I mean, that would not be surprised if he wins, but I am gonna go ahead and, I'm gonna take the champ to retain. Um, co-main events. Not the original co event. I believe Peter Quilly was supposed to be the original co event, Correct. but he had to pull out due to injury. So that's unfortunate. Uh, but regardless, we are going to get a fight between top women's featherweight contenders. Um, Leah McCourt taking on Sinead Kavanaugh. Obviously, Leah McCourt is kind of being groomed as like a potential future star for Bellator. She's obviously trained by Owen Roddy. She's 29 years old. She's put a nice couple of, you know, I believe all of her fights were in Bellator. Actually, never mind. All but one were in Bellator. Um, excuse me, all but two. I'm very stupid. All but two were in Bellator. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually beat Mana Faro in Cage Warriors. Following that win, she signed yeah, Bellator. She's gotten five wins in a row in the promotion. You've got to assume with a win here that she's going to fight for the title. Uh, she's taking on Cindy Kavanaugh, who fought Chris Cyborg for the title last time, who put on a, a 90-second banger against Cyborg, who just... That's a quick turnaround, dude. Two months. I'm looking at it right now. Two months, one week, three days. Yeah, that's a quick turnaround for her. Um, and she's 36 now. This feels like a fight that they're kind of setting her up to win. Uh, by her, I mean Leah McCourt. Do you think she gets the job done on Saturday, on Friday? Hey, by the way, this is a battle of the gyms, too. I mean, it's SPG Charlestown versus SPG Ireland, but it's still SPG associated, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of SPG fighters being featured on this card. I, I, I don't know if you ran through it, dude, but there's a lot of people on it from the SPG gym. I don't know if it's all that's- the Ireland one. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty normal whenever they have these Ireland cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. But still, though, still there's not even, like, another local gym. And granted, uh, it's like SVG is, like, the end-all, be-all in Ireland when it comes to MMA gyms for obvious reasons, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, their AKA, right? Could, could we equate it to that? Yeah, correct. Or American Top Team, either either one, right? Because those, those are just, like, the two biggest gyms in the U.S. But, uh... Yeah, no, it seems like they're kind of trying to set her up here. There's a lot of people, though, who a lot have, have a lot of faith in Sydney Kavanaugh, though, who don't think that she's going to get taken down and be controlled on the ground by Leah McCourt. I'm not necessarily one of those people. I'll give her some credit, though. She did get hurt recently. I don't think Leah McCourt's going to knock her out or anything like that. I think it'll be a decision, if anything. Not a very exciting one, but uh, I got Leah McCourt. Yeah, same here. I, I do have Leah McCourt pull out the win here, but it's not going to be easy uh, by any means. Oh, I no, feel definitely like- not. Sinead Kavanaugh, if you look at her Belto run, it's like she's seven and five on paper. That's that's literally true. But if you look at those losses, it's like split decision loss, Arlene Blenko. Cut loss cut to Janae Harding. Majority decision loss to Leslie Smith. 
She got knocked up by Cyborg, but dude, I, I encourage people to go uh, watch that fight. She took that fight to Cyborg. She rocked her head back right before she got finished, dude. Like she got, she rocked her, and she ran and got caught. It happens. Uh, I'm a big fan of Snake Avenue. Is she gonna be champ? No. Uh, is she fun to watch? Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and take Liam McCourt. Uh, very hesitantly, I do like Liam McCourt a lot. I think she's got a lot of great talent, and I, you know, I hope that she's not gonna title shot with this one. Um, she's 29, but dude, I don't want anybody fighting Cyborg. The only fight I've wanted to see for Cyborg was the Katzengana one, and that's not going to happen for whatever reason. Um, I've seen a lot of back and forth from both sides. Cyborg saying that Zingano is scared. Zingano saying, you know, I need better drug testing or I need to tune up or whatever, and I'm sure they both have the reasons, but regardless, we're not going to see the fight. Um, said Cyborg's going to fight. I've heard rumors of Arlene Blenko, which is not interesting. Um, but I think the, the given is if Leah McCourt wins this weekend, she's going to get the title shot, which is unfortunate because I think it's way, way, way too soon. Um, you know, but I do think she gets to win. So regardless, uh, looking on down the card, I think this is very a, uh, I mean, fuck man. It's a, um, it's a regional based card, which, which, you know, happens. But there's names, um, Josh. There is names. What are some of the names that you're looking to, you know, point out? Well, Josh, there's two. Brothers, well, not brothers, but two siblings. Well, I guess that is brothers of two really good fights on this card. Do you know who those two brothers are, Josh? Could hey, you name wait. them? Oh, you don't know them. Oh wait, wait, wait. Can you try to Isn't, name them? Um, to beach brother fighting. Yes, and there's one yeah. more. Can you think of it? Also Russian. I'll make it easy for you. So also out. Russian. Yes. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's it, okay. It's Vladimir Tokov, oh. brother of Anatoly Tokov. Also a really yeah. good fucking fighter. So both young talents, I'm sure they're they're not getting they're kinda of set up. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, they oh, kind of dude, are. he is. You know how I know. Well, well, both of them are. Both of them yeah. are. You know how I you know how I know uh Kassan Magamashikov is getting set up? They so because I because I do media stuff, uh Bellator sends me press press releases and they also send me stuff like th- this morning was like the Bellator um media day if I wanted to attend. I decided not to. Um but they sent me out like a specific email, like, hey, Kassan Magomedov will also be at Media Day. Like, sent out a whole <laughs> separate email. I'm like, you guys didn't do that shit for Gayard. I'm like, damn. Like, <laughs> uh, regardless, you know, he's kind of getting set up here, but, you know, makes sense. Both of them are. Both of them are. They're both kind of getting set up. And they're young talents, and he's 21, dude. Like, he's a kid. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's God, that makes me feel so old. Angel, he's your age. What the fuck? You're, you're not even. You're about to be 21 here in a few months. Yeah, but I have I have a couple more months to where <laughs> you know, he's older than me, bro. He's, dude, he's, he's Merc six dudes, dude. <laughs> like that's that's scary. Dude, I, I that's one of those things that kind of fucks me up when you see like these young MMA prodigies. Imagine being like 35 and getting beat up by like a 19 year old kid. Like <laughs> hasn't happened very often, luckily. Has not. Yeah, I know, but still, like it happens though. Like Chase Hooper. Um. Anyways. Uh, yeah, man. Interesting, you know, fights for them at least. But I, I gotta shout out my boy, Krill Selenikov. Baby Fedor. Baby you know, Fedor. <laughs> never, never lived up to the hype of having Baby Fedor. Uh, you know, but regardless, he signed to Bellator and he's had a, he's had a nice run since then at least. You know, he lost his first fight, but he rebounded, picked up nice two knockout wins. Uh, he's fighting, uh, Gokan Surigam. On the prelims, so you know we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, but shout out Krill, dude. He he's a guy that like he was the OG 
failed prospect. Like, <laughs> which is Holy a shit. terrible thing to say, but like he was. I mean, he was literally like in like he was a former like combat combat uh, sound, excuse me combat sambo champion. Like, I'm not sure if you knew this. Like, he lost in the finals to Alexander Emelianenko. He comes back the next year, wins gold, and then he won the gold the next two years. Something crazy before he even started fighting MMA. Um, and then he never lived with the hype. Like his, that was like his downfall. Fought, like uh, on the affliction card, uh, I think it was like Fedor's affliction card. Um, I think he might have fought. It was either Arlovski or Sylvia. I don't remember which one it was. And like they made a whole big deal about Baby Fedor being on the prelims, and he got knocked the fuck out by Paul Buentello. So, um, I may have that incorrect in my head, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Um, yeah, man. So you know, shout out Cruel though. He's still 33, still taking it serious. Baby Fedor, six-time World Combat Sambo Champion. So, damn good resume. So, we'll see what happens there. Um, is there anything else that I'm missing on this card? I mean, you got to give credit to one of the most confusing, you know, fighters that's been Lego that you've seen in the last, you know, I don't even know, Josh, a while. Brett Johns, 17-3 and three Brett Johns, who was Lego of the UFC, who went 2-2 two and two him for some of the UFC. He's like, you know something? We don't need Brett Johns around. Oh, God. I forgot to give Brett Johnson love. Yeah, that was a fucking terrible decision. Um, dude, that made no sense. It still makes no sense to me. Still doesn't make sense, does it? And then uh, so- one more, yeah. one more. I'm sorry to cut you off. Duarno Lugo, one of my favorite young prospects. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. young prospects in Bellator, dude. Duarno A1 Lugo. Last time I got a rear naked finish over Keith Lee. I mean, this is, uh, I think this is one of these guys, man, that I just... I've, Give him some time. Let him keep developing. He's going to be be a problem. Man. Keith Lee, brother of Kevin Lee. Uh, yeah, man. He's a he's a nice prospect. Again, came to came, came to fight this week, man. Shout out to you. Uh, Jordan Lugo, nice prospect. Nice shot by you. Obviously still undefeated. Um, taking on Brian Moore, who's 14-8. and eight, You know, Ireland guy. We'll see what happens there. Fighting at a SVG. Um, dude, I got I to gotta give Brett Johnson I, I got to do it. I know you mentioned him. I know we went past him, but this is a guy I will never understand the UFC getting rid of. Four, he was a Titan FC champion. He's a former CFFC, not CFFC, CWFC, Cage Warriors champion. He starts off 3-0. and He beats Joe Soto, former title challenger, Joe Soto, by the way. <laughs> by the way, that dude should have got released and fell off the play, like the face of the earth. Like... Kind of with a that, calf slicer, too. Holy fuck. And he was, Joe Soto was ranked going into that fight. Like, he had just beaten Roddy Yaya. He was on a nice little win streak, bro. And then he just, you know. Yeah, that motherfucker fell off the face of the planet, dude. Shout out Joe Soto. Like, I, damn. He's not fought anywhere. He got released in 2018. He's not done anything since then. Did he retire? Like, did he officially retire? Do we know that for a fact? No, I can't find, I mean, he's posting on Instagram, but like, he posted training videos, but it seems like he got into coaching, which good for him. Good for him. At least he found some sort of route to do still something. True. That's what it at least it appears. I can't really tell. Uh, yeah, dude. I remember having high hopes for him because that, that TJ Dillashaw fight, you know, he got knocked down, but he showed some nice stuff, you know. Uh, he got ranked at one point. Brent Johns beat him, got into the rankings, and then he lost to Aljamain Sterling, uh, the funk master, current champion, uh, future fucking <laughs> future killer. Of Piotr the Potato Yan, um, mm-hmm. lots of Pedro Munoz, <laughs> and then he got back to back wins and they cut him. So I don't know, it makes no sense to me. 
Um, yeah, man, I think that's pretty much all there is to touch on this card. Is there any other MMA news or anything else we're missing or anything else you want to talk about before we close out? Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything else MMA-related. Uh, I'm looking real quick, but I think we, we've got it pretty down, man. All right. Sounds good. That's what I thought. Um, Wait, we forgot about BKFC. Oh, God. We oh, didn't no. last week, but yeah, we'll talk about it, dude. Hey, we got to talk about it. It was a big deal. Yeah, Knuckle Mania. Knuckle Mania, Angel. Um, <laughs> Knuckle Mania 2. Um, yeah, man. Uh, obviously, the main event was Luis Palomino, which is good for him. But, dude, Mike Perry picking up the win for Julian Lane. Fight of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. And then It was a banger. Chad, it was. Chad Mendes defeating Joshua Fames. Fucking, I don't even know the what body you call of the that. Year. <laughs> Knockout of the year, dude. Give me your thoughts on both those before he calls out. Dude, those were absolute fucking bangers. I am so happy for these two guys. They, you could tell they got so much love. There was so much attention behind them, uh, and they're still doing it. And for Mike Perry, man, this is a perfect sport for him, right? Like it really is. And, and for Chad Mendes, I, I didn't know how he was gonna do, but I mean, he fucking killed it, dude. He fucking killed it. He came in here, did what he had to do. He got, he got a finish too. He got out. Doesn't I don't think he got hurt bad, or I don't, I don't think he got cut up or anything. Uh, I wonder if he's going to keep doing this, man. I don't know if this is like a one-off and they offered him decent money. I don't know if he has like a multi-fight deal. But whatever he decides to do, man, I- I'm fucking for it, man. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here, man. Um, I love seeing both these guys pick up wins. It made me so happy. Mike Perry finally has a home, you know? Like, it, it, it fits this, him, doesn't it? It fits him so much. And as much as Julian Lane, like this is kind of like a mean matchup, he came to bang, bro. He literally did. Um, yeah, he did come to bang. He could have easily – he got dropped hard in that first round. He could have easily just stayed down. Nah, man, he came back and, you know, he obviously lost pretty cleanly. But, like, he I came mean, back. He rallied. He'll probably rematch at some point. Some boy down the line, yeah. But he rallied, dude. And uh, I believe my parents will fight Tiago Alves next for the BKSC world title. Damn. So, okay. Let's see. That'll it. be fun. The bigger story is obviously Chad Mendes, though. Um, it's right up there. They're both right up there. Let's be honest. For sure. Um, but I think, at least in my opinion, I, for, I reported earlier this week that that Chad Mendes, uh, still signed with the UFC, by the way. Uh, he has what? Three fights left on the score? Three fights oh. left on the deal. They allowed him to do this as a one-off. He said he still might come back to MMA, but not for the money he's currently getting. Dude, I'd love to see Chad Mendes fight back, but if he decides to stay in BKFC, holy shit, I'm so down for it, bro. That was, there are some dudes like, you don't expect to look good in BKFC. Like, there's some that you do. Chad Mendes, on paper, did not look like a smash success for BKC. Like, I'm sure, like, I expect him to win, but, like, dude, he looked like a fucking, like, as good as he's ever looked. Like, I understand. He's a fucking killer, dude. He's a fucking killer. Mendes and all, but, like, holy shit, dude. He looked like a beast, like the greatest I've ever seen Chad Mendes. Like, he looked ruthless. Um, Shout out Joshua Fames. He showed so much heart in there. Um, But, dude, that was just... From round one, you saw it, dude. Like, he was fast as fuck, had so much power. Um, and he was like, you know what, yeah. Like, afterwards, he was talking about it. He's like, you know, I thought I did it. I thought I did all right, you know. Like, you know, like my knuckles are a little bit hurting, but I still got my teeth. I'm, I'm doing good, you know. Like, nonchalant about the whole thing after he just merged something. He knocked him down, what, three times, four times? Dude, something like that. He put that boy down. Put that boy down hard multiple times. He's seen yeah. three Chad Vandises. He was seeing three Chad Mendes. Yeah, dude. I uh, could not be happier for that kid, dude. Um, that kid. He's like 37, but regardless. Is he really? Um, yeah, man. Hell of a fighter. Hell of a fighter. Um, yeah, Chad Mendes 37? Goddamn. Something like that. He's 35, 36, 37. Somewhere in that ballpark. Um, 
dude, I, that was just, that was insane to me, dude. That was just, I was not expecting it. I really wasn't. Again, expecting him to win, but this was completely different. Completely, completely different. Um, yeah, man, as far as BKFC, they're in like a, I don't know if it's like a popular opinion, but they're like in a, they're in a fun place right now, man, where they have like that, that nice little niche where it's like, they're not exactly like breaking records or anything, but like they're always, they're putting on fun fights. They've got their nice crop of guys, and every once in a while they make that big signing like Chad Mendes, that they draw you in with that, and they have nice fights up and down the card. So, um, yeah, man, shout out BKFC. That was a nice card they had. So, could be happy for them. I hope Chad Mendes coming back to fight, though. Not even just an MMA in any sort of capacity, dude. Like, he has so much more to give any sort of combat sport, and you saw that last Saturday. Um, any other thoughts on BKFC or anything else before it goes out? No, not exactly, man. I mean, we, I mean, do you want to, I know we're kind of throwing shit in here last minute. Kel Brook, Amir Khan. I mean, we, we kind of talked about it in the, in the green room, Josh, our thoughts and kind of in hindsight, but, uh, I mean, realistically, yeah. it's probably what was going to happen anyways. We just didn't want to <laughs> admit it to ourselves, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I didn't have too many thoughts about it. And the fact that like, after I picked Amir Khan, I picked him mostly just for the story. I was kind of hoping he was going to win because I've always been a bit of an Amir Khan fan. Like, the dude, for as much as people shit on the guy, the dude had brass balls. Like, he he was stepping up the fight fucking Canelo, dude. Like, he had so much heart um, throughout his career. And for as much as people shit on him and make fun of him for, like, his chin, like, he fought Terrence Crawford whenever he was past his prime, like, whenever nobody else wanted to. Fought Canelo whenever he had to up multiple weight classes. Um... And on Saturday, dude, like, you could tell how much this meant to him. Like, he was getting rocked with seemingly every single shot. Like, from round one, I thought, I saw you tweeting about it. You were live tweeting, too. I remember watching Amir come out, and he was landing some nice combination. I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be a war, dude. This is, Amir was landing some nice shots. He looked fast, looked in great shape, and then near the end of the round, he got rocked, and he could never get his legs back under him. It was really hard to watch, but he stayed up on his feet the whole time. He was not going out of there, dude. They were going to have to kill him to get him out of there. Um... And Kelbrook damn near did it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, they still have a rematch clause. I'm sure you know this. They have a rematch clause. So, holy uh, shit. <laughs> we might see him do it again, uh, depending on how much, if Amir wants more money. Um, because he said he might retire, but, you know, money talks. And that fight did really well. I'm curious to see the pay per view numbers in the UK. Um, and as for how much they made, but that arena was rocking. Bro. Well, I mean, it was like, on ESPN Plus though, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but like in the UK and Spice and on uh, Sky Sports pay per view. So, I'm intrigued to see how much they're gonna make off of that. So yeah, uh, regardless though, dude, it was a it was a fun night. Feel bad for Amir though. That's a, that's essentially my thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, no, same same thoughts. Like I said, in hindsight, I was kind of like, why did I pick Amir Khan? But I was like, it was for the story. <laughs> it was all it's it's always for the story. Let's be honest here. We're 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 always in it for the story. I mean, we love good fights, but damn it, if we don't love good stories. Um, yeah, man. I hope, uh, as far as the show goes, I'm pretty sure that's all we got. Because um, we're coming back next week with a fucking banger, Josh. It's pay-per-view fucking weekend. Pay-per-view fucking weekend. It's, it, dude, it feels like it, just, it crept up on us, dude. It really did. I told you, um, dude. I talked to you about it. I was like, it's going to be real soon. Just you wait and look. I know. It's it's almost here. It's almost here. Speaking of BKFC, I literally just saw this. Apparently, he's going on the MMA Hour to announce the biggest signing in company history later today. Holy shit. What could it be? Any thoughts? Call it out. Call it out? Fuck, man. I don't know. Dude, who could it be? It's the biggest one. Chad Mendes was pretty big. Yeah. 
I don't know. That's actually a good question. Who is even available right It's going to be, dude, it's going to be fucking Anderson Sobonowski. No, God, I hope not, man. Logan Paul. <laughs> Jake, no, I'm Jake Paul. No. Tyrod Woodley. No, I'm I could see it being Woodley. I don't know. We'll find out. God, could you ma- Woodley has literal arthritis in his hand. Could you fucking imagine? I don't know, but I, fair please, as soon as you get the notification about it, please send me it because I'm actually curious to know who it is now. Nah. I will. I will. Uh, yeah, but regardless, actually, this is a better. This is actually a better question before we close out. Do you yeah. think it? Do you think it'll actually be impressive? Or do you think it won't be impressive? Like, do you think it's gonna? I'm trying to. They're say hyping it. it up a lot. Um, if they're hyping it up this much, I'm assuming it's gonna be a big deal. They may they may post on all their social medias and. You know, if he's going on an aerial show, I guess it, yeah, they would just let anybody go on there. Yeah, you know? yeah, you make a great point. You make a great fucking point. Okay, because I didn't know if it was gonna. Dis- I was gonna say, do you think it'll? I didn't know how to word it. Do you think it'll disappoint or not disappoint? Is probably the simpler way to put it. But I guess with you saying that now, it can't disappoint. It's just that's that's all. I mean, that's that's just my thoughts personally. I I don't. No, but I, no, but it makes sense. Like the way you're yeah. explaining to me, it makes sense. Yeah, true. Um, as far as it goes, I, I, you know, I like BKFC, man. I think they're in a good place right now. We'll have to see what happens because I can't think of any really. It's like it's like the Eagle SC problem. You know what I mean? Like right now, they don't. There's not too many MMA stars to get, so like they're signing guys like Diego Sanchez. You know what I mean? So I'm not sure who BKFC <laughs> could get. But then again, they've found a way to get guys like Chad Mendez. They found a way to get you know people Pauly like Paulie Malinaji. Paulie They've they've thrown a lot of money at people. Um, in you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm tr- I'm inclined to think it might be like a boxing guy. I don't know who. I'm it's thinking just, that too for some reason. Like a there's just a feeling of him. Yeah. What Let's if see. it's fucking Mike Tyson? <laughs> Dude, Josh, please. What, no. if it's, what if it's Mike, bro? They're gonna do Mike versus. I, I wish we knew this before, so we could like look into it, do some research, find rumors, because I really want to know now. What is the end of the hour? Just so you know. We gotta uh, cut this off. Let's cut this out. We'll talk about it afterwards. We'll talk about it after. I hope you guys enjoyed this, this episode of the Courtside Sound Off Podcast. I'm, I'm at Josh Shimonoff. He's at Andrew underscore one at Courtside Sound for all things related to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and fuck grease. Mouse click.